Well, welcome back to uh, part two uh, in our series on Be the Light. And uh, for those of you who did sign up last week and took the Be the Light challenge and put your card in um, after the service today, I hope you will uh, pick up your T-shirts out in the lobby. Uh, there'll be somebody out there to check your name off and get the shirt size that you ordered. And uh, for those of you who haven't yet signed up, we hope that you will do that today. Last week, we kicked off this series uh, with a message called Power Up. Uh, as I mentioned in that video, we don't really believe that we can be the light of God unless we have that light of God for ourselves. And last week in my message, I used uh, the word power as an acrostic to say, how do we really uh, get and lean into that power of God? And I used that word power as an acrostic, and the letter P stands for pray. Um, in James, it says, the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. But when we pray, it's not just about God uh, using us, it's about God also pouring pouring into us. Uh, the, word, the letter O stands for the word others. Uh, the Bible says where, uh, that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And we believe that when we get together in classes and in groups, when we get together with other believers, God helps us grow through other people. I don't know about you, but I have, I have learned so much by the people that uh, I have brought into my life and the people that I get together with. And I, and I think that's one of the ways that we all grow and hope that you will do that as well. The W stands for word. We grow when we get into God's word. You know, for the last few years, we, we've tried to just make it a big deal around here about each and every person getting into the word of God. Now, I, I want you to look at me and I just want you to hear my heart. I, I'm really grateful you're here. I am so thankful for you and your faithfulness to us as a church. But if the only word of God you're receiving is what I give you in 30 minutes on Sunday morning, you're not going to be the kind of light that God really wants you to be. And, I, and we just want to encourage you to find a Bible reading plan or a Bible study plan that'll help you open. The Bible is God's most direct way of speaking into our lives. And I hope that you will find ways to take advantage of that. The letter E stands for experiences. And we talked about the fact that sometimes we, we have a, we, these retreats we can go to or conventions that we can get away to or special things where we kind of get on a mountain with God and he has a chance to speak directly to us and hope that you'll be able to get in one of those this year. And then last Lastly, the letter R stands for respond. James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be also what? Say it loud. Doers. Doers. In other words, when God shows us things in our life, we need to act on those so that God can give us more. The, the, the behind it was the idea that, you know, why would God continue to show us more when we're not utilizing the things that he's already given us? And our challenge is that when you hear God speaking, when God is nudging you, we hope that you will respond to that. Well, today I want to I move to part two of that uh, in the challenge. And that's the idea of, of, of doing acts of kindness. I, I called this message being ninjas of kindness. You know, ninjas are silent warriors. They don't make noise, uh, but everywhere they go, man, they, they are powerful and effective. And, and I thought about that when I thought about this idea of doing kind acts of kindness, that, you know, we have this chance every single day to do what Jesus did, and that is to go around doing good. I, I want to look at a passage of Scripture from Corinthians. You want to throw that up on the screen for me? Paul wrote to Corinthians and he said, we live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. 
In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, and endured sleepless nights and gone without food. Read this out loud with me. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. Now, I, I want to just really camp on this today, because when I thought about this, if there's one part of this whole journey with God and being His lights that it, it, we don't often get right, it, it's this one. Jesus said, by this, will everyone know that you're truly my disciples if you have what? Say it loud. Love for one another. Now, I want you to notice, he didn't say they'll know you're my disciples by how much Bible you know. Or they'll know you're my disciples because you go to church every Sunday. Or they'll know you're my disciples by how big of a Bible you carry in your hand. He said they'll know that you're really from me if you act in loving ways. And what I want to suggest to you is that when we talk about kindness, kindness is simply love in action. Now, here's just a thought that I want you to camp on today. If you were to look back, take a moment to look back over the last week of your life, everywhere you went, were people aware of whose you were by the way that you acted? Let's unpack that today. I want to invite you to take out your, your sermon outline. If you have that in your bulletin, you want to pull it out and track along with me. We have Bibles in the pews in front of me. If you want to utilize those, and by the way, if you need a Bible, feel free to take those Bibles home with you. We'd love you to have one of those. I want you to look at, at, at throw, throw it up on the screen as we, as we talk about this first thought. Kindness is the brightest way that we can shine. Kindness is the brightest way that we can shine. In other words, this was the thing that kept hitting me. If, if we don't get this right, none of the other stuff matters. If, if we don't learn how to become loving and kind, none of the other stuff we do really matters at all because this is, this is the most important piece of what it means to, 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 to be a follower of Christ. This is the thing that just, it, it makes me insane sometimes that, that this doesn't sink, seem to sink in. We haven't understood this idea that to be godly also means to be nice. And somehow we've got to translate this theology that we have into the way that we live and interact with other people, or we're never going to make a difference at all. In fact, though that, I read a couple of statements on the screen, throw that one up here. It doesn't do any good to say we're followers of Christ if we act like the devil. <laughs> Amen? That makes sense? Well, let me give it to you in the words of Jesus from, from Matthew chapter 5, throw that passage of Scripture. Read this out loud, church. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, before you ever say a word about who you are, about your faith, let them see the way that you live and may the very way that you live point to God. Now, when I was camping on this, I, I, and honestly, this broke my heart because this realization came to me. I, threw, I put this on your notes. Throw it up. More damage has been done to the Christian faith by unkind Christians than by the attacks of atheists. I just want you to let that sink in. It, it's, it's not the atheists out there that we are always pointing our fingers at that are really holding the church back. It's the way we act, folks. 
And somehow we've got to allow God to change our hearts and change the way that we live so that this world can see our good deeds and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Amen. I saw this quote by Billy Graham. I, I throw it up on the screen. I loved it. Billy said, we are the Bibles that the world is reading. We are the creeds that the world is needing. We are the sermons that the world is heeding. And that is so true. Um, this last week, um, Stacy Dunn, uh, one of our, our members here at Chartel, posted a, uh, put a post on Facebook and tagged me in it. And uh, it was just, it was so interesting because it is just exactly what we're talking about today. She was uh, at Walmart and as she went to check out, uh, there was an older man uh, behind her who had fewer items than she had. So she kindly let this man in front of her. And uh, so when this man got up to where the, the, the gal was uh, checking his stuff out, he, uh, his celery was 10 cents more than he expected. And he threw an absolute fit look at me, over celery. He's throwing a fit with this guy, and he's yelling at this checker about how can you do it, and they're basically just, you know, just screaming at her, one upside, one down. Look at me. I want you to hear my, checkers do not set the prices on the stuff at the store you're at. You do understand that, right? You know, they, they don't have, the, all they're doing is ringing it up, and yet this guy is just unloading on her. And, and when it was all over, and, and Stacy finally, you know, moved up, you know, as the guy left, and she got up to the checker, this checker is just apologizing profusely to, to, to Stacy, saying, I'm so sorry for, for that, I'm so sorry. And Stacy said, you know what, I'm a retail manager. And she goes, I, I get this, and I know this is not your fault, and, and honey, you didn't do anything wrong. And and, I, and I'm really sorry that, you know, this guy was so rude to you like this. And this checker softened, and she said, you know, earlier today, she said, I had a guy who was mad because the line was too slow, and when he got up to where I was, he threw his stuff at me and threatened to hit me. And Stacy, this was so cool, Stacy just got real soft with this checker and just said, I am so sorry. You, no one deserves to be treated this way. And I am so sorry that this happened to you and you've had a day like this. And Stacy said this checker was so moved by what she said that she actually began to tear up. Now, I, I want you to get this because this is exactly what I'm talking about. You can either ruin someone's day by the way that you treat them or you can make someone's day by the way that you treat them. God has put that power in your hands. And Stacy was a good example for us. I thanked her. I said, thank you so much, Stacy, not only for the way that you responded and treated, but thank you for not ripping that guy's head off right there in line <laughs> because that's what I would have been tempted to do. We need to be the acts of kindness. We need people to see our lives and give glory to our Father who's in heaven. Amen? As you think about acts of kindness, I want you to think about this. Do some acts of kindness that can never be repaid. 
Do some acts of kindness that can never be repaid. Last night, um, I got invited to, uh, to go to the Thunder Game uh, by Dr. Eric Joseph from Mid-America Christian University. He and his wife have season tickets, and every once in a while when she doesn't go, he'll call me at the last minute and say, hey, I got an extra ticket if you'd like to go. And so I'm sitting in the sixth row, and if anybody knows me, I know I'm a huge Thunder fan, and I'm just like a kid in a candy shop. And so we get to the game, and he asked me, he said, so what are you preaching on tomorrow? And I said, well, I'm talking about acts of kindness and, and uh, all this kind of stuff. He said, well, let them know what I did for you, would you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is kudos to Eric Joseph. Thank you, bud, man. Anytime you, I will, I will put in a good word for God if you keep inviting me. I promise you. So, but you know, and I thought about, but I thought about it later, and I thought, you know, I will never have season tickets to the Thunder game. I, I, my wife won't. Not until my wife dies, anyway. <laughs> you know, my, my wife kicks off and leaves me a fortune. I may have the season tickets to to the Thunder game, and me and my new wife will enjoy them. But until until that happens. <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> now I can assure you I will die before my wife. <laughs> but it was, a, it was an act of kindness. You know, it was an act of kindness that I realized I could, I'll never be able to repay this to Eric. It was, such, it was such a great gift. And I thought, you know what? That's really how we ought to be, thinking about how can we give some, away some stuff that people can never give. And I thought of this story last week when I was thinking about this point from Scripture when David wanted to do something kind for uh, one of Jonathan's sons, uh, Mephibosheth, and if you remember the story, Mephibosheth was King Saul's grandson, and, and after David became king, Saul's family were all kind of ostracized. Mephibosheth, the Bible describes as, as being crippled or handicapped in his feet, and, uh, and so he was, he was ostracized in a different city, really wasn't out much. He was kind of an outcast, but David did something really cool. He invited Mephibosheth to move into his home and become a part of his family. And I love this passage of Scripture. And it says, and from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table like one of the king's own sons. And I thought, what a gift. I mean, he could have given him gold. He could have given him, but to give him the privilege of sitting at the table of one of his own sons, that was just a gift Mephibosheth could never repay. Now, let me, let me expand your thinking with some, just some tangible examples of some other people who have done some stuff like this. In Tampa, Florida, there were a group of college guys uh, that started their own moving company, and they called, they called themselves College Hunks. And, uh, and they, were, they were doing, well, in Tampa, just a while back, there were the, three of those guys from, that were on, a, on an elevator uh, with an elderly woman, and the elevator got stuck. And they were on this there for a while, and this elderly woman was in a walker, and, and she began to get a little bit wobbly, and she told them, she goes, I am so sorry, she said, but I'm not, I'm not able to stand very long while they were waiting for somebody to repair this elevator. And so one of the college guys did this, throw that up on the screen. This dude got down on all fours so that this elderly woman could sit on his back. And I thought, what an incredible uh, gift of kindness and love to basically sacrifice his own body so that this elderly woman could be able to take a load off of freedom. It was just, it was just unbelievable to me. It was so cool. Uh, throw the next picture up on the screen. I love this. This was on a dry cleaning store. Look, look at what it says. If you are unemployed and need an outfit cleaned for an interview, we will clean it for free. What a great gift. You know, we've had from time to time people uh, who are homeless who will ask us, they say, you know, I've, they'll come to the office and they'll say, I've got a job interview this afternoon. 
Uh, I've been living on the street. Could I possibly get a shower, you know, so we could do that? And man, what a gift to give someone who, who's really trying to make their way back something they can't do for themselves. Throw this next picture up. I thought this was so cool. Here's a guy. The guy on the right is reading to a fellow employee on the left who's not able to read. Uh, the guy was, had made it known. He was embarrassed by it, but he told his, employer, his, his friend that he, he couldn't read. So every day at lunch, this guy reads to his fellow employee to give him the benefit of taking in some of those books. I just thought that was so cool. And then this last one, this was amazing to me. This is a guy who found, he found this note on his truck. It says, you do not know me, but I saw that you needed some tires for your truck, and I wanted to do something nice for a stranger because one day a stranger did the same for me. The receipt is in the envelope, and all you need to do is go by Warehouse Tire on 3rd Street and ask for Stephen Hodges, and they will put them on for free. All I ask is that one day you do something nice for a complete stranger. I just want to challenge you uh, as you move forward that you begin to think about, you know, God, um, as I do these acts of kindness, what might I be able to give someone uh, in a way that, of something that they would never, ever be able to repay? And I'll just be amazed at your story that you share of what God does through you. Let me give you another thought. Even small acts of kindness can have a great impact. Even small acts of kindness can have a great impact. Now, this is a real important point because, you know, when I, talk, when I talk about, you know, somebody buying tires for a guy's truck, I mean, there'll be a lot of us to go, that's a really incredible thing, but I, man, I could never afford to buy tires for a guy's truck. I could never have that kind of stuff, and, and sometimes we, we kind of push. But isn't it a fact that sometimes just small acts of kindness mean a lot? Um, last week, I, I, got a, I got an email back from one of the people, one of the persons who, who received my daily devotional and they, they wrote this two-paragraph note to me that I'm telling you absolutely moved me to tears. And as I'm sitting there reading that, I, I was just, I was overwhelmed by what they were saying. And, uh, and, and again, it, you, you get this. If you've ever received a note like that, you know how much a simple note of kindness like that or appreciation, what that means to you. Uh, I love the passage of Scripture. Jesus said, throw it up on the screen for me. From Matthew 10, read it out loud. And if, as my representatives, you give even a cup of cold water to a little child, you will surely be rewarded. Uh, I saw a, a, a video showing just some small acts of kindness that I just thought were, were so neat. And I, I just want you to let this little video clip, let this inspire you on just some of the simple things that you can do that can be such a great blessing to people. Play that video for me, would you?
that. That's my girl. Small acts of kindness, but powerful and impact. Amen? Powerful and impact. Let me give you another thought that, uh, and this is real important to talk about. When we do acts of kindness, do them because they are the right thing to do and not because um, of the response that you get. Do them because, be kind because, not, don't do them because of the response, but do them because they are the right thing for, for you to do. Um, now, look at me for a second. Here's what you need to know. Some of you are going to get inspired today, and you're going, I'm going to be like that. And you're going to go out, and you're going to do some acts of kindness. And here's what I can promise you. Somewhere along the way, one of your acts of kindness is not going to be received well. Or you're going to do something nice, and you're going to do it expecting that somebody is going to be really happy with you, and they're not going to be happy. And you're going to get mad, and you're going to go, well, I'm never going to do that again. Now, look at me. You know I love you. But if you are doing acts of kindness for the response, you might as well stop now. Because I promise you, people aren't always grateful. How many of you have discovered that? Yeah. We need to do it not because of the response, because it's simply the right thing to do. It's what Jesus did. It's what God calls us to do. Throw that passage up on the screen for me. Love your enemies, Jesus said. Do good to them, lend to them, and don't be concerned about the fact that they won't repay. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will be acting as sons of God. Now read this out loud. For he is kind to the unthankful and to those who are very wicked. He is kind to who? The unthankful. He was kind to us before we were ever thankful. And that's the same way that we need to be with other people. Um, You know, I had read several different stories last week that I thought were so so wild. One guy was talking about being in in Taiwan, and uh, he was riding on a very crowded bus, and a woman got on the bus and was standing next to him with holding the strap. And he saw her standing there, and being courteous, he, he stood up to give her his seat, and when he did, this woman just turned and started yelling at him in Mandarin, which he couldn't understand. And he was shocked because she was obviously angry and she was just kind of giving him the what for. And he had no idea why. And his friend beside him started laughing and he said, sit down. And he turned and he sat down. He said, you don't understand. He said, in, in Taiwan, he said, you only stand up for the elderly, not just for women. He said, so the women was basically saying, you're calling me old. That's what, that's what she was saying. And he didn't understand. So, you know, again, it was one of those acts of kindness that kind of went sideways on him. Well, another guy I was reading about, the guy said that he was walking through a park, and he said there were a group of kids uh, next to a, a, one of these little trucks that sell ice, uh, popsicles. 
And he said two, two of the kids had popsicles and all these other kids were, you know, mad and they were yelling at him, you know, about not sharing. And he said, he saw there, he said, I thought I would do something cool. He said, so I, I bought like 20 popsicles and gave them to all of the kids. He said, and he said, just a few minutes later, as I'm walking away, he said, I got stopped by two police officers. He said, they interrogated me for three hours. He said, an adult had seen me passing these popsicles out to kids and thought maybe I was a predator in the park, you know, trying to, and he said, here, here I was trying to stop a fight. And he said, I end up getting interrogated by the police for three hours. It happened. It happens all the time. Um, well, Jonathan, bless his heart, Jonathan Thompson, who's head of our uh, pastor of communications here. Jonathan's first week on the job here at Chartel. Um, I had a guy that stopped in who uh, was homeless, and he had been here before. We had helped him before, but he came, and he asked if he could take a shower, and I said, uh, sure, and so we took him back and got him hooked up in the shower, and he was back there, and when he came out, he, <laughs> he walked up to the office, and uh, he was ready to leave, and he said, well, can, you know, do you have, a, you have a jacket for me or any clothes I can take? And I said, no, we don't, we don't have any clothes here, and he said, well, how about some food? Can I get some food? And I said, well, we don't really have any food here either today. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, hope the, hope the shower was helpful, but that's really all we got today. And he said, you're not going to give me anything? And I said, well, we really don't have anything to give you. And he got mad. And this guy starts yelling at me. And he's literally yelling in the office. And I said, you know, it's time to go. And he literally, standing in the lobby, kid you not, this guy is cussing me up one side and down the other. And poor Jonathan, this is his first day as a pastor, you know, first week as a pastor on the job, and he's standing there with his eyes about this big, and I'm literally having to escort this guy to the door. Now look at me. You see, sometimes you have experiences like that, and you say to yourself, I'll never let anybody shower here again. Well, we can't do that. Jesus said, be kind to the unthankful. Look at me. Because being kind is the right thing to do regardless of how people respond. Amen? It's not about them. It's about us. Now, let me give you one last thought, and this one is going to hurt a bit. Our light of kindness um, should shine first and brightest to those who are closest to us. When I was working on this message this week, um, one of the things that God kind of hit me with is the understanding that, you know, Steve, as you talk about acts of kindness, a lot of people are going to think about acts of kindness out there. Look at me. Kindness starts right here. If you're being kind to people in the community and you're being a jerk to your family, you are not fulfilling what God desires. Our families and those who are the closest to us are our first places of ministry. And we need to be ever so kind to them. Amen? I, I've said this before. I put this in your notes. Throw that up on the screen for me, that statement I put. We often treat the worst, the people we say we love the most. 
Now, at the beginning of the message, I challenge you to think back about how you treated people in the, out there. How, how were you kind? Were you loving? Would people gauge you that way? And I promise you, most of us thought about being at work or being at school, or, or, or we thought about, you know, all, all of those people we encountered at Walmart or at the bank. Did you think about your family? Did you think about if I were to survey them and say, did this person really act with loving kindness? Would they say, yeah. Did you treat your spouse that way? Did you treat your kids that way? Did you treat your parents that way? Because kindness begins right here with those who are the closest to us. Uh, Throw that picture up on the screen for me. Anybody know that guy on the right or left? Brother, anybody know who that is? Who is that? Mark? Jack Benny. Yeah, I'm surprised even first service didn't know who it was. I was shocked. Jack Benny. Jack Benny was a, a comedian long before most of you in this room were probably even around. Uh, he did a, a lot of comedy stuff. And, and one of the interesting things about Jack, that's his wife, uh, Mary Livingston, on, on his, on, right beside him. He, um, he always played the, the role of, of a penny pincher, and uh, he was always real cheap, and whenever he had to spend money, he would flinch, and it was kind of part of his comedy routine, and, and actually, in, in reality, uh, Jack was, he, he was a very gracious and giving person, but that's how he portrayed his character. What was really uh, interesting about um, Jack Benny was when he died, the day after his funeral, um, a knock came at his door, and when his wife answered the door, there was a florist who had a single rose. It was from Jack. And of course, it touched her heart, made her cry. The second day, a knock came at the door, and there was the florist, and she received another rose. Jack Benny had put in his will that upon his death, his wife was to receive a single rose every single day until she died. And she did. It's a great story. Why not let's do that while they're still alive? While we're still alive? Why wait until a dramatic moment after we're gone to treat these precious people around us like the true gifts of God that they are. Amen? It's hypocritical of us to leave this place and go out into our community and try to be lights of kindness out there if we're not being lights of kindness right here. Rachel, come on back. I'm going to ask Rachel in just a moment. Uh, she's going to lead us in a, just a, a beautiful song that kind of sums up what we're talking about today. And I want this to be uh, just a moment of worship for you. I also want it to be a moment of reflection. And, and here's my challenge to you this morning. Are you being that light of kindness wherever you go? When you think back over this last week, did you treat people the way that you know God would really want you to treat them? Were you being kind and loving? How about with your family? When you think about how things were at home this week, did you talk to your family with the love and respect that God would have you to speak to them with? Did you treat them the way that you know God would want you to treat them? Or 
Maybe there's some work there that needs to be done. Maybe for some of us, there is that particular person or persons in our life that we just struggle being nice to. Now, sometimes we, we can be nice to all of these people, but there's, there's that one individual that just seems to get under our skin. And maybe for us this morning, we need just to say, God, you were kind to me when I wasn't so nice to you. Would you help me be kind to them that way? Would you let your love show through me? I don't tell you that they deserve it. They probably don't. I'm not telling you it's going to be easy because it's probably not. But what I know is kindness really doesn't make a huge difference in our lives until we show it and share it with the people who need it the most. So during these next few moments, I just want you to spend a few moments with God. Or maybe some of you, while we're singing this song, you want to slip out and kneel on an altar, just kind of have a moment with God about being that light of kindness. You feel free to do that. There may be some of you who want to just ask us as a, prayer, as a staff to be praying for you as you're trying to be that light, maybe at school or at work, and, and, and you want to put that on your prayer card, and you can hang it on the prayer wall. Or there may be some of you who have that special person that you're struggling with, and you just want to say, pray for me as I, I try to love that special person person in my life, you can hang that on, on the prayer wall. Just let this be a moment between you and God. And after we sing this song through, I want to pray for us this morning that God would help us be his lights of kindness. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray together. Our Father, this morning as we come before you, it's so interesting how cover to cover, Lord, through your word, you are described as a God who is filled with loving kindness. And my prayer today, Lord, is that we would be a people who could be described that way. Uh, not all of us in this room will become Bible scholars. Uh, not all of us will um, achieve a lot of uh, great things for you. But every single one of us can be kind. And Father, I pray that you would help the scales to fall from our eyes. More importantly, Lord, I, I pray that you would help the scales to fall from our heart. That you would help us to um, see this world as you see it. See the people around us as you see them. And that we would be ever so intentional and aware of the opportunities we get every single day. To bring light to who you are and what you've done for us simply through being kind. Lord Jesus, your words in Matthew 5, let, let that be our declaration, that, that people would see our lives and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. That we pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen.